This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. elegant listeners and welcome to go my favorite sports team it's me your master of balls and holes tyler shied himself returning to the scene after my birthday and actually you, know, you should look in the camera when you talk i'm looking huh? at that camera should i oh i should look at my camera. you're right <laughs> that's probably smart hello elegant listeners and welcome to go my favorite sports team i'm back nah maybe it was better when you're looking oh, back. Yeah, now you're throwing me off <laughs> hey everyone look at their legs they're the same but mirrored it's like they're brothers. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're here with my brother, Jared. Obviously, Mark, my co-host yes. in this fantastical headband, of course. Th- this is practically the hair this universe the from his yeah, face. This is, this is pretty good. I like this. Yeah. So you got long, luscious locks over there. You got headband in glory, mm-hmm. almost Rambo-esque. And then I've got my mullet-looking fro out the back mullets are in right now mullets yeah but in, yeah. so many people online have been like tyler's what's with tyler and his mullet and i'm like my hair is pulled back guys it's not like normally just out the back you know you just got to do because in the hair universe you have to the big handlebar mustache oh, yeah. i think you should actually do that legitimately mustaches are getting back in you know they're they're starting to stop be creepy you know and so like they're starting to come back and so it was beards for a while i think it's going to be mustaches and i think it's going to be like if you rock a handlebar you're gonna get so much attention you think I should rock that in Thailand? Yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. The mustache, the mullet, the exotic American. Well, I'm getting rid of the hair. The hair's getting cut <laughs> off. That's, yeah, that's the our wingspan. Oh, no, no, that's the mullet. You just do the front. Do a front mullet. It's short it's in the back, long in the front. <laughs> and walk around Thailand just like T-posing. Like, look at me. Look how big my wingspan is. Well, when the audience is watching <laughs> and slash listening to this episode, I will be in Thailand. Because this wow. episode is going to be, um, I believe, either just before or just after Jared's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Not Which, yet. All right. <laughs> 
right? Don't tell people my birthday. I didn't tell them the year. <laughs> Fine. February. Bleep it out, Sam. <laughs> he was never born. Never existed. The the man that I refer to. Everybody actually part of the reason for this episode mm. is there's so many people in the audience that were accusing saying my brother didn't exist because yeah. I'd always talk about all the stuff you're doing, the adventures and everything that's going on, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, "There's no way he's done all of this," and I'm like, "He has." Yeah, yeah this is just the man that Tyler wants to be. This is living out his fantasies in his head. Hey, but that now might, here I am. I think that's hitting too close to home. Wait, no. <laughs> Are you saying nice. I want to be you? I mean, your lifestyle. I'm a little bit envious. You get to go and have fun most of the time, yep. but. You know. Special playtime. You could do that. I know. That's why I'm going to Thailand. You don't have to go to Thailand to do that. Well, I have to. That's easy. Uh, watch out, Thailand. Tyler's coming, and he's going to have <laughs> perpetual fun in Thailand. So be careful. Anyway, so um, this has been one of the most interestingly chaotic intros, but I like it. I think it's fine. I, don't yeah. know, I think you got it an seems issue. on brand to me. Very go my favorite sports team. So. Jared, you're my brother. You've known me since I was born, obviously. But you have always leaned towards doing sports that I didn't do. It's like you said, you're the master of wings and things, or wings and stuff, or whatever you said. Wings and things, the one that rhymes. You got it right the first time. (laughs) I'll die, you know. But it it has always fascinated me in the sense of, like, I've always leaned towards particular sports, usually involving balls and holes and other people like team sports. (laughs) But you've always been, you've always leaned towards sports that I, I didn't necessarily pursue. Like, you, you swimming like we both did swim lessons but you pursued swimming as a sport you've gone and done a lot more extreme stuff outdoors and it's always been something that's really intriguing to me and we did some of it like in scouts and camping and various stuff like that we grew up skiing together too yeah and skiing but like there was a difference even then like you actually competed in ski race competitions you did slalom oh, i mean that's like the playtime races that they have at this <laughs> that's little, little baby like races <laughs> i was not in a league real. or anything <laughs> but i never did it you remember i would i oh. skied alongside it you were the only one that did it there was an interesting active pursuit of things vastly different than mine that always intrigued me and it was something that i never really touched on i thought it would be a really cool time to kind of highlight that because in a lot of ways i studied sport and i did a lot of different things along those lines but the sports that you have done are the things that i never really pursued in in that semblance i just kind of wanted to highlight that with this episode mm-hmm. because there are so many different sports that i know about because of you and not because of my education or because i played it but because you actively pursued it i never would have gone paragliding park skiing skateboarding all that stuff was you i mean you were the one who came up with the street luge when we had matilda pull us down the street while we laid on the skateboard the what matilda that was our first dog. Yeah. Oh, I tried to get Chica to pull me on a sled. She was just lazy. She yeah, didn't it didn't move. really work that well, but, you know, it was just fun. We had the skateboard and, and we weren't very good at it. So, like, it's, you know, it's hard to stand on the skateboard. We're like, oh, yeah, if we lay down on it, it's street luge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, using a skateboard. We used a sled in the grass. So maybe it's not Chica's fault. She couldn't pull us. Mm. Well, we also, we had to get Matilda by, she, she would chase one of us. One of us would run yeah. and then she'd yeah. chase. And we had this little foam harness that actually our dad helped us make yeah it was made out of pipe insulation and duct tape oh yeah good that's great <laughs> the only reason we stopped doing it was because we had um i think it was drew and he sat up when we told him he had to let go and he sat out and so matilda launched him off the skateboard onto the pavement and so he got beat up and then it was like guys you can't do it anymore i just remember matilda wasn't a very good sled dog she was a hound dog she didn't want to run she wanted to lay down oh no this was when she was young and spry <laughs> she was lazy when she was young and spry no i'm saying the street loose ah okay gotcha yeah mm-hmm. yeah um i wanted to go ahead and uh, kind of 
talk about how you first started getting into a lot of this new stuff. Like even at school, you'd like climb random stuff. Just, yeah, growing up, we'd climb in trees. I mean, you were there too. I think I probably did it more. I don't know why. Mm. You just enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoy it. I still do. Climbing up things and flying things. I'm going to get back into bouldering soon here. Yeah, because there's a really nice bouldering gym right right by me and that I used to go to like every morning, just like going calm and relaxing and then get yeah. an intense workout in. But then I fell out of it with the movie and stuff. But it's like climbing things. That's such a primal, grounded human experience that everyone should enjoy. Everyone does enjoy. I, but then jumping off of things, that's where the yeah. real fun is. Because as a kid, <laughs> I'd climb up things and then jump off of things. That's the awesome part. Till I broke my arm. Well, I mean, I broke my arm broke my arm again and then you know and the second time i broke my back <laughs> oh, what wait no you told me about this wait what no i just like to to start the conversation like oh yeah the, the second time i broke my back and people are like wait you broke your back twice you broke your back twice yeah i'm doing that yeah I what mean, I, I like i don't try to break my back it's not really fun or glamorous uh-huh. <laughs> well the first time i called him because it was after my kidney transplant i yelled at him and then he's like tyler shut up you're doing the same thing and i was like okay that's fair <laughs> Because <laughs> tell the story of the first time you broke your back. Oh, the first time I broke my back, I was just, I was cliff diving, made a dumb decision, like was doing a dive from way too high and like hit the water just a little weird and kind of like folded me in half on impact. Oh, yeah. So it got the wind knocked out of me. And, and like, thankfully, I was able to surface and like doggy paddle over to the side and like climb out of the water and and go to the hospital yeah so you did you know immediately like i broke my oh, back well i mean like something was wrong i was underwater like i you know i wasn't trying to breathe underwater but i knew i had the wind knocked out of me and like it hurt and how high it was probably about 50 feet cliff diving is where you're up on a ledge trying to dive into the ocean or something right it's not a parachute thing you're probably like 50 feet up and you jump and this is where everyone says, but it's hard to conceptualize. Water turns into concrete at a certain speed. Right. It yeah. just is. That's the way it is. Um, so, yeah, if you land funny, I guess, man. Yeah, that's chemistry for you guys. By the way. It's physics, actually, but... <laughs> I was making I was making I was making a yeah, joke. I was acting dumb. No, no yeah, I was making a joke as in the sense of water actually turns into concrete as opposed to the That's alchemy. Physically That's oh, alchemy. alchemy. That's magical chemistry. That is alchemy, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have to talk about my injuries. I think I'd rather talk about why I do my sports. Yeah. No, no. That was what we did with Alex Honnold. <laughs> We're gonna talk about <laughs> We're just gonna talk about how beat up you are. No, but it's always fascinating because in in a lot of ways it helped me learn what I don't want to do um, because you would get hurt. But more than anything, like going back to when we were kids, the reason I started climbing is I followed you up a tree. You used to pull me out of the crib as a baby. Yeah. So mom and dad would tell us the story that they would hear two thuds on the floor and then laughter and they'd know that Jared got me out of the crib. (laughs) Because uh, so he would a jailbreak, climb. not just like yeah. So he'd climb up, climb into the crib, push me up, push me over, thud. And then uh-huh. he'd climb over and thud onto the floor next to me, and I'd just be laughing on the floor. Wow, that was the story. But <laughs> I, I, I was always curious in the sense of like, how did you discover half the stuff that you have pursued over the years? Because getting well, into swimming and getting into that stuff, I, or... it's I kind of fell into a lot of things growing up. You know, mom and dad took us skiing, and so I really love skiing. And like the, the whole reason I moved out to the mountains like i went on my senior year of college i went on a trip with the ski and snowboard club pretty much decided like yeah this is what i want to do i'm not ready to get a real job so i moved out to colorado and 
you know, that I think the things just kind of kept, kept coming. So I was, I would just ski and ski and ski. And then like, Oh, like, Oh, I have some friends that rock climb, like, Oh yeah, teach me how to rock climb. And then I get into that and I'm like, Oh wow. Like why have I not been doing this my whole life? Like I've been climbing trees. This has been here the whole time. And then from rock climbing and skiing, I was like another friend, like got me into, I mean, other, I don't, I don't do all of, of the sports. Like I have friends that like do whitewater kayaking and mountain biking. I dabbled in mountain biking a little bit, but like a friend that he just got into paragliding and he had some like old gear and he just gave it to me to practice with. Oh, nice. And then I just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. This is fun. You know, question. uh, Do you find that it's just about the fun or do you feel like it gives you a sense of fulfillment in terms of like uh, not quite purpose? Because it's like, I don't know. But for some people, maybe like the purpose is to like pursue those extremes and something like that. Do you feel like it gives you that? Or is it just enjoyment? Purpose. Well, so it, it kind of evolves so i think you know i do something the first time like oh yeah this is fun like like yeah it's well we could go into the types of fun i don't know if you guys are familiar with type one two or three fun what there's (laughs) fun two dropped wow fun three drop the facts of fun for us please all right the the three types of fun type one fun is what you think about fun right here right now like this is type one fun like just pleasurable type two fun is fun when it's done so it's something that might be grueling or you're suffering through it but then when you finish you're like oh yeah like i'll do that again like go like climbing a mountain okay so one is immediacy two is delayed yeah and then type three fun is like it's really not fun at all it's grueling it's terrible you look back at it with i hated that but it's a good story Ah, it's ah. fun because of what you get to say yeah, about it. Okay, okay. Ah. Yeah, because I'd say like the movie I'm working on is type two fun for sure because it's like it's super grueling, a lot of work, a lot of all nighters. But when it's done, it's gonna be so fun. But there have been times when I do type three fun. I've never heard of this qualification, but it makes so yeah, much sense. It's, yeah, the outdoor space is where. Yeah, I don't know where this was born, but that's it's you know ingrained in me now <laughs> i love that i that's love that fascinating. did you hear that from someone or did you come yeah, over I, with yourself i don't remember it might have been in like a rock climbing magazine uh, like okay. when i first like saw it like for real but i think i heard it from somebody i don't know how long it's been around it'd be interesting the history of fun types i know because i try to keep telling people like i'm not a masochist i just like pushing myself to do things what is he doing you li- because <laughs> the audience already yelled at you about that in the last episode well, you're that a type fun connoisseur exactly i am because i enjoy not the experience of like the grueling thing and i don't pursue pain it's not like i'm pursuing i got pepper sprayed in the face once guess what i don't want to get pepper sprayed again but i did it because it sucked and we made a video of it that was type three fun actually because there was no part of that that was enjoyable um but it was a great story in that it's a video uh but i i I encourage people encourage people to pursue things that are uncomfortable pursue things that are grueling because because it's it teaches you a lesson and it provides a sense of satisfaction that is not immediate and for me as a person with adhd a lot of my life has been pursuing just immediate satisfactions like for immediate enjoyment it is so good for you as a person and the human experience to have that delayed satisfaction through hard effort it is necessary to grow yourself as a person it's not the only thing in life but it's like that's why i do those things because yeah it's grueling yeah it sucks yeah it's painful but the reward 
So there's, or it's a good story. Like, yeah, there's something to that. So I guess like circle back that that's kind of the purpose. Well, it is. Yeah. And that's why I asked it because like, it sometimes is like people don't get why like the extreme, 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 but it's like, yeah, there is a weird intangible purpose in there. There's that sense of being the belonging, you know, of like, I, I, I am human and alive and I was meant to do something like this intensive. And so like not many people understand that, that pursuit and that chase and also it's not for everybody some people definitely don't need that like i'm not telling everyone yeah. to go cliff diving right now don't do that <laughs> i'm not going to don't worry yeah. lots of risk assessment yes risk assessment that's important yeah i mean and that's that's something i mean i've always done team sports in an organized fashion where everything's right there but you've always pursued like backcountry stuff whether it's which what you're doing now with paragliding and mountain biking but also when you did the the backcountry skiing and stuff and you talked about the one time you walked past a zone and saw it was like that's a little too sketch and i think that was like two days before mm. like an incident happened or something like that i mean i don't like don't want to get super dark on this podcast but like the people they got caught in a big avalanche and a guy died yeah like minutes later minutes later yeah damn i mean that's that's the reality like yeah risk assessment is important but these extreme sports yeah people do lose their lives and that's what alex was talking about too is just like of course every year you hear some guy fell it's like it just takes one slip and that's it yeah or bad luck you know that that probably does account to more bad luck than anything assessing and finding whether it's worth it i mean he's even talked about when we were talking to Honol at the time that it started raining and they were like well and it got really slippery and he was they were on their way down but it was one of those instances where yeah maybe we shouldn't have been up here right now and yeah you know mm -hmm. sometimes that stuff just comes out of nowhere yeah and you gotta i guess you gotta get off the mountain i suppose yeah you know you you go skiing in a, a ski resort and it's kind of a controlled environment and like things are kind of laid out for you and like you could still get yourself into trouble in a ski resort for sure, sure. yeah especially with other people yeah but when you start getting into backcountry stuff like you you have to have a lot more self-reliance especially like you're out in the elements you have to be really good at weather forecasting and like contingency plans and like having the right supplies for like if you have to do a self-rescue or a partner rescue if something happens because you you know you're in the backcountry and you're doing these things that are extra risky yeah paragliding you know it's a high high velocity sport even though you know we go like 25 miles an hour like you still like something goes wrong you can hit the ground pretty pretty hard i mean i still remember launching off of the um the one zone in the tandem and the wind really caught the the wing and pulled us back really hard and oh yeah <laughs> yeah well that was it's not always perfect especially with a tandem you know when i'm flying somebody else you, you have to take somebody else's life that has to go into the risk tolerance like me i'm going out alone like single guy no kids you know i have family obviously here so my calculation is mostly like, you know, I I, I want to get out alive and unscathed, obviously, but this person's relying on me. I need to like take fewer risks. And, and like that, that day was, it was pretty windy and it was, it was kind of a technical inflation, but you know, you were, you're good. You, you held your ground and the wing kind of pulled us back. And like, because you're taller than me, it pulled me off the ground, but you were still on the ground. And so I like, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I like fell down, but I was still like controlling the glider. Then we're good. We ran off the mountain and flew away. Yeah, I didn't even notice you fell down. The funniest thing about that is I, I felt like I think I thought I was tripping over a rock and then it moved. And so <laughs> yeah. once we were in the air, I go, did you fall down? And he's like, yep. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs>
This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know, all those subscription websites, they just hide those charges from you. They're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them. Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses? Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me? Up to 20%? Maybe. But for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash sportsteam. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M. That's rocketmoney.com slash sports team it's so fascinating to me because so much of the sports that you have done um with backcountry skiing and paragliding those are the two ones that like come off the top of my head but you also did diving in high school and things mm-hmm. like that which is what kind of made you feel comfortable cliff diving and a lot of people would call those adrenaline junkie sports same with your your trad climbing and i we technically what we did was a scramble but it well, was free solo, but... it was it was a it was a free solo but like we call it scrambling scrambling i looked up like it has to do with the slope the down climb was well, definitely a free solo that was it, more vertical. so uh, we not to get like two in the weeds with climbing grades but like you know a, just a hike on a dirt path is like class one and then two is like it's a steep mountain and it could be rocky class three is like when you start scrambling like if you fall like you might get hurt a little bit and then class four is more scrambling but like not terribly technical and it like more danger in the fall and then fifth class is most of what rock climbing is so when you hear somebody talking about climbing 515 so that five it's 5.15 that that's fifth class that makes so much more yeah. sense that's so, my first time understanding that wow that's crazy yeah so the the climb that tyler and i did is a five six okay so it is in the range of technical rock climbing but i've been to a gym and i've seen a five six and it's right. fairly beginner for a wall inside yeah. that's only 20 feet tall it's it's low angle so it the low angle i do scare quotes because it's 60 degrees it's you know you could easily fall down that rock face yeah and not catch yourself yeah so it's not a hill it's a real serious Mm -hmm. technical rock climb so yes it is free soloing but we call it scrambling and it's kind of i don't know if it's like you know we're or like lying to ourselves like oh yeah we're going scrambling you want to be cool a little (laughs) bit you know yeah i'm going free soloing yeah feels better makes people more impressed I, I think it's just easier to explain yeah well i do like the i do appreciate the definition but yeah the way you were you were telling me i think you mixed it up you, you told me it was a little bit of like hill incline you know yeah. kind of like going up and then actual actual vertical climbing yeah. the down climb was the part that i then yeah I, I was telling him that you said you you thought you were gonna die 
I was I was a little scared. No, but I keep don't it back off now. I remember you told me straight up. I was, I was gonna die. I was like, "This is it. This is it. I'm gonna fall and I'm gonna die." That was my thought at the top, and then I started going down it. And the thing is, the thing is about that, and I, me and you have talked about this. It's a matter of trusting yourself and knowing your limitations. Uh-huh. One of the greatest things that I, I, I've always loved about when I go climbing with my brother is he will assess my my abilities and assess mm-hmm. my limitations, and also make sure that I'm not overdoing it and putting myself in unnecessary harm's way which he yelled at me for playing football post-transplant, but that's a whole different story. That was when I yelled at you for breaking your back cliff diving. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you doing? So, But do you would you classify yourself as an adrenaline junkie? Okay, so no. Adrenaline, it's, you know, you get that adrenaline rush. You're like shaky and you don't feel good. Like, I do not get that from the sports I do. Mm-hmm. Like adrenaline junkie, like people, it's kind of a misnomer. It's like I'm chasing flow state. I mean, there's endorphins or something some chemicals, oh, yeah. but just not adrenaline. I like getting into that state where it is just me doing what I'm doing. And that's mm. all I'm thinking about. And all of my focus is going into that. And it's just like a heightened state of awareness. Yes. It's kind of like what Honnold so, talked about. Yeah. Absolutely. And so with like bouldering, you, like sounds like you like you get on that boulder and you're working the moves. You zone out of everything. It's what I like about the work that I do. Editing in a weird way, what you chase is getting into a flow state in lighting and work in general is just like, I don't want any distractions. I want to just get in this. All of my brain is wrapping around this problem in front of me and like puzzling it out. And that's, that's really what it is. Cause I don't like adrenaline either. It's why I don't play competitive multiplayer games. It's why I don't really like competitive sports as much as I do like cooperative sports because I do get a a lot of adrenaline. I'm a very competitive person and I don't like the feeling of being itchy and like getting all anxious. And I only have one adrenal gland because I had the other one removed. It had a tumor in it, but I think it's like a super adrenal gland now. I think it compensated (laughs) because when I, when I get a hit of adrenaline, it's, it just like, it messes me up. I feel horrible, but I'm, I'm like super on edge. Every muscle's tense. It's, it's the relaxed. It's the opposite. It's like the, you're letting the universe kind of flow through you and your creativity is just kind of like pushing out. I've noticed that too. When I was like in grad school and writing papers and stuff, I get into a state of flow and there are times dad will attest to this where I'd be writing something and he'd say something to me and interrupt it. And I'd be like, Oh, you interrupted my flow. And I wonder if that has anything to do with ADHD. Because it's almost like that manic focus. It's the time where everything falls away and you're actually hyper fixated on the one thing you are doing. Mm. And if that possibly has a relation to why that's an active pursuit. It probably does. I mean, ADHD is still misunderstood. I think it, like flow state is a universal thing. Humans can get into it. But it's also nebulous. Like you'll you'll get like very uh, hoity-toity definitions of it. Like with, you know, people that are in yoga and stuff like that. I'm not saying yoga doesn't get into flow state. Don't even get that wrong. Like, yes, that's probably the pursuit of that. But it's also just like it's nebulous because it applies to so many different things. I think with ADHD, it's like uncontrollable where the flow state goes. It'll like randomly, like with lenses, I got like, like hit. I got a hyperfixation about it. Um, and then for three weeks, I could do nothing but just like my brain was just a constant loop of like thinking about it and needing to know more and bringing that in and running through the whole gambit of everything I understood and then getting something else and running it through the whole gambit. It was, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. That's a whole other topic. That's the other thing. Much like you, I've noticed that you, until like you latch onto something for a while, you've flowed from a bunch of different sports throughout the years. I mean, you've tried a million things that I never would have thought of trying. Um, from mountain biking, you've done some ice climbing. I mean, you've really pushed the limits of climbing that I didn't do. Like we did gym climbing, we climbed trees and we mm-hmm. climbed rock faces. But, like you went from just simple top top rope and bouldering 
to then you started doing, um, what is it? Lead climbing, sport climbing. Um, and then you even push all the way into trad. What is it that really drives you to actually actively pursue and get to the top pinnacle of each of these individual things because i mean the amount of knowledge base that you have to have an understanding of equipment to reading the environment for the the snow as well as the air for the the backcountry skiing and then the paragliding that's something to me that there's so much front work and knowledge that you have to have that always seems like a barrier for me at least interest wise because it's like oh i don't know if i want to get into that what is it that really pushed you to get into those high knowledge base and application of knowledge to be able to actually do those sports. Well, I, like I said earlier, what got me into it was, hey, this is fun. And then you're like, oh, but look, look what you can do. Like, oh, that climb looks cooler. And I want to do that one. Like, oh, if I can get better at climbing, I can go climb that phase or I can go climb El Capitan, mm-hmm. which I still want to do. I haven't done it, but I, like, I really started to enjoy building the skill set of being able to go in all of these different environments and excel. So like learn the weather, learn the skills. And then so I can go into these high, I guess, high stress, high demand situations and environments and be able to travel across mountain ranges with on with rocks and snow and glaciers and then even getting better at paragliding. So then I can do the same thing and go even farther with a paraglider in the sky. Same thing with a paraglider is you take those skills with the paraglider and you go do a technical rock climb to the top of some tower that the only way that you can get to the top of that is do this hard rock climb and then go launch my paraglider off the top or, or <laughs> you got to bring or, or your whole my... paraglider up with you when you climb it. Yeah. So we like, I don't know if you, uh, I guess, you know, Honnold does more just like single day free solos and stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, people do big walls and they have all their gear and they have like their sleeping ledge in these hall bags yeah. and then they get, they climb up and then they pull it up to where they stopped and then they climb up another pitch and then they pull their stuff up. So we did that. Oh. We put our paragliders, we actually just kind of like wrapped them in a tarp. Because we don't want to carry a whole haul bag up because then you have to fly it down. And then we like climbed up and we pulled up the gliders, climbed up, pulled up the gliders. Paragliding, we the French call it volbiv. It's where you take your backpacking stuff, you you get an ultralight tent and sleeping bag, food, and then you just go and you fly wherever you want and you land and you camp for the night. And then you launch and take off and then go fly to a new campsite. Aerial backpacking is what I would imagine it. Sky camping. That's kind of like the <laughs> American cool. version. Yeah, but cool. yeah, the French, it's Volbiv, you know, fly, fly camping. Volbiv. Yeah, do that all across the Alps. That's crazy. That's crazy that you could even do that. It's, it's the kind of things that you wouldn't even think about doing. But yeah, I guess. Totally. Man, that's nuts. You say it's, we. Who who are you going with? Oh, I yeah, I have a huge community of paragliders and uh, yeah, the climbing community, but the paragliding community, especially especially where I, I live, is really tight knit. And you know, we go flying together at home, and then we travel to different places abroad. Go to the Alps. Go to Valle de Bravo in Mexico mm-hmm. in the winter time. And then I'm going to Colombia next week to go fly there. You know, this and this is YouTube brain thinking about like, why don't you document this stuff? Like, you I, you could know, make, I you have, could make a YouTube channel. It would bump. I have so much footage. I'm you talk about flow state sitting down to edit. I'm like, I struggle at editing. Well, that's the thing. All right. Look, look, you don't need to edit it yourself. You can hire people. Are you sitting on like a library of like terabytes of footage? Yes. How much? <laughs> how, much for this, how much for this footage <laughs> what do you want what do you want put a number yeah no but i'm i'm, I'm dead serious like that 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 could be the start of an incredible youtube channel 
And I, I talk about YouTube channels in a way is like it's not about making money. It's about telling these stories. Like yeah. I gear I I'm willing to bet there are some crazy story stories in that footage, some harrowing adventures. There's multiple documentaries in that alone. Yeah, I I've bet. got I've got footage, I've got ideas. I'm really bad at taking B roll like while I'm doing the activity. Oh, so I feel nice. like I have a bunch of action shots and not a lot of story shots. Oh, so you're you, no, you're good at B roll. You're bad at A roll. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. When I say A roll, like I'm thinking of like I'm flying and like there's this epic scenery and I'm like skirting the side of this cloud and mm -hmm. there's this mountain range below me. No, see, the, but you, you're totally fine because <laughs> getting post interviews talking about it is the easiest thing in the world. You can you can fill in gaps with interviews any day. Listen, you and I will talk. After okay, that. all right. <laughs> Let me get Netflix on the horn. Well, the most fascinating thing is I, I went out to visit you just recently and he talks about the community of like paragliders and climbers and stuff like that and we went to a friend's birthday party right and i'm sitting there and i walk in and it's like i'm meeting people and i get along with people pretty well and i sit down and it's just i know you're speaking english but i have no <laughs> idea i feel like i'm i'm an alien on a foreign planet with it's, their conversations about technical stuff it's like me or mark listening to you and my dad <clears throat> talk about football and you're like talking about the play like oh you want to like over the middle and behind the back and across the shoulder I heads <laughs> knees and toes heads knees and toes yeah. right wing it's, right wing so exactly it's the same thing and we're talking about flying like oh yeah i caught this thermal and i was just like ripping it was like a plus 3 <laughs> <laughs> like a boost or something like that yeah they, they hit Turbo on it, you know. Yeah, I mean, we touch tips and mash bar. <laughs> touch tips, wow, right. Midair, <laughs> doink. Oh, yeah. Or you, I remember seeing you like touch your toes on the top of somebody else's wing or something like yeah. that at one point. You'd call that a toe drag, toe touch, toe tap. Yeah, a little toe drag, a little tap toe. dance. <laughs> All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, man. But it, it's it's so fascinating. And it, even though I don't understand it, it's so fun being in that environment and listening to it because you can hear the passion and the laughter and the joy and everything in it. And then I, there was somebody else who's like, oh, you don't paraglide either. And then we started talking about other stuff. But just being in that environment, it's so fascinating. And that's mm -hmm. that's why like I really enjoy doing this podcast is because it gives people the ability to connect and be in those environments. And instead of being like, oh, the gate it's gate capped, I will never understand it is to open that world to other people. In, in a way, I, I really wanted to have you on here in the sense of you've opened my eyes to so many more sports that I never would have. I never would have played water polo or even considered right. swimming in college if it wasn't for you because I was playing football and I really didn't enjoy it in high school because there was so much political stuff. But because you played water polo, I'd go to your meets and everybody would talk to me. And that's how I met Paul, who was our coach, who really actively recruited me. And so did, so did Zach Wollery. 
Um, and Steve did even a little bit. And it was so funny because I never would have played water polo. I never would have considered that potential if it wasn't for you. I never would have climbed if it wasn't for following you up trees and seeing the fun that was there in that aspect. Like in a lot of ways, as much as like I joke about like being bigger than you up to a certain point, <laughs> but there's a lot of things that you did that inspired me. And the funniest thing about that is like, you're also the reason I didn't go into aeronautical engineering. And I'm thankful for that because I thought I would do that ever since fourth grade. Really? Did I steal your dream? I, I never told you this, but because you decided to go into engineering, I decided to pursue something else. And it was um, Nick who, who wrestled with us. He was mm. a senior when we were freshman i think it was mm. and he was um the son of uh, the ump we had for baseball and stuff throughout scovanner mark scovanner he i had a conversation with him because he figured out what major he was going to do and that's what led me into this and i've always been passionate to talk about sports and stuff like that and then afterwards after i got my master's degree and i didn't talk about this i actually got burned out of sports being rejected from finding jobs and everything made me not enjoy it as much anymore it wasn't until like and I think about stuff all the time in every sense of the word, but it wasn't until we had the conversation on set for In Space and you were like, this is a part of your life that I never knew. Yeah, I had to talk him into it. He didn't want to do the podcast first. And, and I've been like, dude, dude, it'll be great. And my passion is not necessarily about the sport anymore. I still love sports. But for me, it's the the stories of people connecting with it. And it's opening the doors for the people that never have had the opportunity to have that sort of connection or knowledge about it. And that's what really sold me on eventually doing the podcast as we've continued to develop the show and everything. And so in a lot of ways, this room is with two of the people that literally made this podcast happen in more ways than either of you realize you talking me into it, but you also pushing me to expand my horizons and seeing stuff that you're excited about that I never would necessarily be excited about, but pushed yourself to learn about it and to really understand it. And so this episode to me is a, a big deal because for one, I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for you, <laughs> but I want to be out here and I want to be creating and I want to have the opportunity to be able to talk about this aspect and why sports were such an important part of my life because it was the one thing that I could hyper fixate on and flow with and get excited about and also piss myself off to no end because <laughs> I would do way worse than I should. But it opened up a world of connection and a, a possibility and a finding of something that I could relate to people with that I didn't feel a barrier of like how I thought or how things worked. And it was something that just really pushed me to find something in a way greater than myself, but a part of myself in this space. And so that's why like I really latched onto this podcast, why I love doing this. And I love being able to meet people, especially people that only know me from this podcast. I feel like this is my way of giving a gift that I was given to other people. Oh, because I just wanted to go do fun things. <laughs> I didn't have any idea that that was that inspiring. I mean, pursuing passions, it can start from the simplest places. Like I, I started doing YouTube um, just because I was going crazy. Like I needed to do something I could control. And, but the problem was I tried a bunch of things before YouTube and it's like, I don't know how to do that. I can play a game. I can kind of talk. And so it starts, it starts from places just like, this seems fun. This seems like something I can do. Like at least my confidence, which is low at that point can like, I, I can wedge in here. I didn't know if it'd be anything, but it's like, yeah, getting your foot in the door of something different. Cause it was like, what you're saying is like, you see this? Oh, if I get good enough, I could be up there. And it's like having those goals is super important just as a person. And, but you got to start somewhere. That's where everyone watching this and what we encourage all the time is just like, it may seem like you can't, but 
that doesn't mean you shouldn't even try like yeah it's it's crazy to see what people are doing and you know you have the risks and everything but it's like there's a there's a foothold where there's fun type one to start with there's at least somewhere where fun type one exists type one fun whatever you call it and then type two fun comes and then the fun gets harder to get <laughs> yeah. every step it's harder but don't worry it's user. it's not addiction even though it follows the cycle of addiction it's not addiction but the thing is type two fun for most people ends up being more fun than type one and the reason is because there's fulfillment that comes with right it, as opposed it's, to just oh this is fun in the moment now yeah. it's over it's the grind. It's like holding your bladder for a long time. It's more rewarding when you finally get to piss. Don't do that. That's a terrible, terrible analogy. That's how you mess up your kidneys, not how mine got messed up. No, that, no, no, no. Listen. Listen to my words. I've got wisdom beyond my ears. If there's one thing we all know, Mark gives the best advice. Never bad advice. Never bad. You heard it here first. Last. You heard it last from me. Never bad advice. If anything, keep pursuing the stuff. It's awesome hearing your stories as much as I'll not want to hear it at times, even if I don't or if I don't understand it. That's why I still just like hearing your stories and what you talk about. I don't know what you're saying half the time, but, you know, your tone of voice and the fact that in the last few years, the amount of joy I've seen come from you has been fantastic. Thanks, Tyler been cool to hear him secondhand because it does seem like there's this mythical being <laughs> throwing lightning bolts off of mountains and soaring well, through yeah, the air I, just, I gotta put stuff on youtube and then you can actually see what i'm doing i bet it would be pretty cool i think it would be and i think uh, you know it's um it's a way to showcase the world more stuff well if you want to keep up with his adventures go check out his instagram you go ahead and shout yeah, that out go upside down which he does a lot <laughs> can't attest to that i still need to learn how to do a backflip again but Again, I used to knew him on trampolines. No, it's easy. You just, <laughs> you just, you just look. I, I, for after a few months, I did one backflip, and then I was like, "All right, I did it," and I never did it again. I try to do a backflip like once a year. I my my backflip on skis last week didn't uh, <laughs> it didn't end gracefully, but I went upside down. <laughs> that's all that matters. That's the, if that's the goal. Whatever happens after doesn't matter. If you have any jacuses or want to interact with the podcast in any way, you can put your own primers and suggestions up. Go to the Reddit. Which no, they is... can't put their primer suggestions up. That's not what a jacuzzi is for. No, no, that's a different flare. I was talking about a different flare. Yeah, but you the made jacuzzis... it sound like the same one. Oh, well, jacuzzis are for errors and or grievances that you want to file. I have a jacuzzi. Yeah! <laughs> we got a live jacuzzi. Yeah. We got a live jacuzzi. All right, let's go. Let's go. Uh, I haven't prepared this, but uh, yes, the paragliding episode. <laughs> uh... I knew this was coming. Yeah, you just, you know, left you left out a lot of stuff. I'd be happy to uh, fill you in on the actual sporting nature of paragliding. Mark was accusing me and paragliding of not being a sport. Don't look at me like that's really, your fault. Didn't really uh, cover the uh, paragliding World Cup or you did some hike and fly races. Earlier, Mark and I were talking and there, there's a paragliding world champion. And that could be a... Uh... When you win it, I will cover it. <laughs> no, this is great because yeah, the, it, it, yeah, brought up an, point. it brought up another definition of what could qualify as a sport. If there's a world champion at a certain activity, that should be in favor of it being a sport. I don't know if it has to be a qualifier, but I definitely agree with you. I feel like he, as soon as he said there's a world championship and a world champion, I was like, oh, it's a sport. Of course it is because there's a champion. If there's a champion, how can it not be a sport? That's fair. It's hard to get into because some people would argue people have world championships in music. Who's the world? What? what? Who's I what? Actually, what? no, you're right. Is there a like cello? There's a cello off and just two guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
duel of the cellos you have to both play music and beat the other well the thing is if if that was a thing it would suddenly be a sport you'd be like oh that's a sport there's they're dueling that's fair that's a really good point because if you can pick up a cello and swing it you're very strong you gotta be real strong this is the first time we've edited an episode with a jacuzzi. That's fascinating. As I like that. I, I didn't do any research before this episode, so I didn't see any jacuzzi, but it's not my fault, Cyrus. It is my fault. <laughs> it is entirely my fault. But put your jacuzzis on the subreddit. If you have primer suggestions, there are flares for that. Um, just make sure you give a story with it, why it's important to you or something interesting about it that really makes you want us to cover it. And then we might make an episode out of it. Yeah, something we could talk about. Something really cool. That'd be nice. Thank you so much, Jared. Yeah, this has been really fun. We'll see you in whatever comes next. Bye.